1: Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Internet Marketing, brought to you by Site Visibility, at sitevisibility.com, and today we have another talk from Brighton SEO 2013, this time it's David Watley talking about scaling local citations and brand, all coming up in Internet Marketing.
0: Good afternoon. I haven't used one of these for a while, so I hope it works. My name is David Walkley from My Shop Local. I'm going to be talking about scaling local listing optimization services and how to control your brand in the process. So the emphasis is very much about local search and uh, I'm making a big assumption that you're all at least familiar with the need for local search but I'm going to make a bold statement here. That the first one is that local search is actually not about your website, it's about your physical address. You actually need to have an address in a location to appear in local search. So here's the, con- the um, contentious thing. You actually don't need a website. Now, I know you're all SEOs and e-commerce people and so forth. And you might not want to hear that. But it's an important point, because what I'm going to go on to is about how you actually ensure that your address details are correct. A website is a complement. It's not the main thing for local. So if we're looking from Google's point of view, Local search drivers really are about distance, how close you are to the the search terms that your customer is looking for, the relevance of the search and the prominence, how interesting you are. And from a local point of view, this is what we think of it as, distance is about your address. Can you hear me? I seem to get an echo. Distance is about your address, relevance is your category. Um, So for example, if you're a plumber, you need to be categorized as a plumber, not as an electrician and prominence is about content on the listing sites and customer reviews on those listing sites. So my mantra is local listing sites. Now the thing is local listing sites are not the same as conventional link building sites. They're very specific, they're ones that contain your name, address and phone number of which there are hundreds in the UK alone. Okay? So you probably know some of them already, yale.com is a good example but they range from very big generic listing sites right the way down to um, sector specific highly niche targeted listings. But the point is they all have a name and address and a phone number associated with the listings. And somebody talked talked. sorry I jumped ahead a bit. You can go to all of these sites and you can actually claim a lot of them and you can add a lot of content about your business name, address, phone number being the basic, but then you can go on to business descriptions, um, photos, logos, categories, keywords, opening hours, social media links and so forth. And it's a great way to project your brand, but it also tells the search engines that you do what you say you do in that location. Now somebody said to me, oh this sounds a bit spammy, going and putting all your content on these sites. And I said, well stop and think about what it's like to be a search engine. The first thing is, an address is fixed. Okay? Buildings don't tend to move. They stay the same, the address stays the same, but everything around them can change. Premises, the, the owners can change, the phone numbers can change, the names can change of the business owners, and so on. And what they do can change. So that is a constantly changing <clears throat> target. Now, imagine you're a search engine trying to make sense of this. Different sites are in different stages of um, content update. So imagine each site is, um, each card is, a, is a, a different listing site. And they all have the same address, okay, the address is fixed. But each one can have a different name, a different phone number, a different category. Now you try and sort these into different piles, you've got them right across, there's hundreds of these sites, and they're all listing different things. Some might not even have a listing at all. But after you go through this process of same name, same address, same phone number, same name, same address, different phone numbers, same name, same address, different categories and so forth. You end up with different piles. And which one's correct? Each site has got a variation on a theme. That's what you wanted to see. You've just moved into a new premises and you've set up a few listings and that's what it says. That's what you want to be. Name A, address A, category A, phone number A. But actually, if you don't address the other sites, that's what the search engines and customers see. Okay? This doesn't happen automatically. You need to take control of this because there's no one person. Well, there's us. There's no one person that you can call to say change everything. So I want to show that you can actually use these sites to significantly extend your local search footprint. I hope you like the graphic. This is an actual example. Um, it's probably an extreme result, but it's, it's for an actual search for uh, a driving school in Ellsworth, and as you expect, we're at the top of Google Places there for this particular search term. We are only addressing the Google Places incidentally, but however, for this particular search term, all the yellow um, indicators there are for local listing sites. Okay? So those are by default appearing in local search terms higher than a website. The green ones are where our client happens to be on the landing page through that link. The black lines indicate where our client name is actually pulled through to the listing title. Now this may be an extreme version, it does depend on the competition, I grant you that. However it's a very powerful message that says that these listing sites are appearing in local search and you can use them to your advantage. And that's what I mean by extending your local footprint. So. Really, the message here is that your physical address, wherever it might be, is an asset to search. It extends your footprint. It's an anchor in an area where there might be people looking for your services. And scaling it, this is what we call local listing optimization. We actually don't call ourselves an SEO. We provide services to SEOs. We 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 do local listing optimization. And we have it's a little pun: the scaling, the seven Cs. Of I'm going to come on to each of these but really if you're serious about doing this for a large chain or you're an agency with a number of branches you need to do these things. The first one is clean your nap. You don't need to dress up for this but uh, name, address and phone number are key. We have clients where they've given us, their account manager's given us a list of numbers and addresses and we've gone to their web branch listings and found out that they just don't connect. They just don't match. You'd be surprised how many people have different information about the same location in their own business. So get it right and get it cleaned. Next, content preparation. I'm not going to go into everything in detail here but needless to say this is an opportunity to project your brand so think about it and think of it in these terms. If you've got a large number of branches think in terms of branch specific and branch generic. Ideally you want to use as much generic information at a branch level if you're having to manage it across multiple branches. Um, Branch specific is clearly the address, that's unique, and also maybe store images if you want to do that. But anything in between can be generic or specific. So for example, you might have, um, sorry, and branch generic is your, your branding. The branch name can actually be specific. So you could, for example, have a bank Um, high street in a particular town, or you could just have a bank as the name and it's the same everywhere. Okay, whatever you choose, be consistent and just try and get the balance between generic and and local. I'm not going to dwell on every single piece here. Business descriptions, you have the opportunity in most sites to write anything from 1,500 characters down to 200. There's a danger that you'll just do 200 and you've got a very bland you know, unspecific statement that's going on multiple sites. Use these sites and use that opportunity to project your brand again. And actually, you know, cynically you can think of these as just a means of optimising your search. They're not. Some of them are actually legitimate sites in their own right. They generate their own direct traffic and particularly for local social space they've actually got people who are going there to see what other people say about your services. So, use that as a moment of truth to write about your business in an engaging way because it actually might drive to conversions. Your logo. Listing sites use different sized logos. Uh, if you don't use the right size logo, it can get distorted. So, it can become too small, too big, stretched, squashed, cropped, blurred, pixelated, or just annoying. This is the latest change from Google, which is the, the James Bond look, I guess. But we have a client where we spend a lot of time getting their branding right, and this has just happened about a month ago. And you know, you might dismiss it as saying, well, it's, it's only a logo. We had a company which um, had their brand police in the States say, we want to see every site that you're setting up before we actually go for the full rollout. I went through that, and they said, this has been squashed, that's been cropped, that's been pixelated, and so forth. And you know what? It was such a valuable exercise, because it made us realise the value that brand managers put onto this. And if we'd gone with a full rollout, and then they'd looked at it, we would have had to have gone back and changed everything. So it's the details that matter here. Categories. As I mentioned, if you're a plumber, you want to be categorised as a plumber, not as an electrician if you want to appear in that. This is an actual example of a a UK retailer. They've got a tagline, um, university outfitters. We found them as categorised as uniform suppliers. So they're not appearing in high-end um, fashion searches, they're appearing in searches for dinner lady outfits and things like that. You know, so, so, that's categories are important. And they must be consistent. Now, each site groups roughly the keywords within the, the same categories, but there's not an, an absolute match. So, it's not always going to be plumbers, plumbers, plumbers on different sites. It might be plumber, plumbing services, plumbing supplies. You need to take a view as to which one's going to work. Now, I don't expect you to read this, but uh, once you've got all of your branch information, both specific and generic, you need to put this into a signed-off data file and then prepare branch details. So each branch will have a specific information associated with it and that's really what your team or the company that's going to do this for you is going to use to actually set up the sites. It's imperative that you improve the content before you go ahead, as I mentioned with the brand manager if they find out that things are going up, they haven't signed off, or you've not checked the NAP details, it can cause you problems in the back end. So get it approved. Claim your place. Claiming your listing sites isn't absolutely essential, but actually it's an opportunity for you to say this is mine and I can actually control what goes onto it. We have instances where um, people haven't claimed their site and you can actually go on. If you know what you're doing, you can actually go on and claim competitor sites and be quite destructive. It's not common, I have seen uh, some examples, but really it's an opportunity to, for you to say this is fixed. If you don't fix a site, the listing sites themselves can change the content sometimes without you knowing it and that might be deliberate or accidental. So claim the site's relevant to you and your sector and your location. So you know, don't bother doing sites if you're a hairdresser, Um, don't bother setting up plumbing sites, for example. I keep forgetting I've got a screen down here, so look at this. Right, Before you actually go in and claim the sites, it's worth doing a, a, a local listing audit. Now, it's not necessary, I believe, to go through every single listing site in every single location if you've got a chain. So get a statistically significant sample and really just look at the opportunities to see where your branches are being listed, how they're being listed, and use that as a basis to then develop your optimising plan. We use this as as an example, it's just a sample of it, but here we can see whether a branch is listed in a particular site, whether it's correct, whether it's complete, whether it's claimed and optimised. And it's a useful way of doing it. So We're actually offering a free audit for companies with more than 20 branches, so if anybody's interested, please come over to our stand. Communicate this is where some people forget that there are other people in the business okay when you're doing local search you're touching branches you're touching local businesses and it's essential that they understand that you're doing this and when you're doing it and more importantly what they're supposed to do about it okay? they're going to get verification calls So, some sites will actually call up just to say hi we noticed you put your, your listings up here can we just check that they're correct okay? perfectly standard Yes, that's correct. Put the phone down. Some will call up and say, hi, you've done this. Would you like to buy some advertising? That's a different type, kind of conversation. The point is you can't escape that. If you're going to put the, use these sites to your advantage, these sites need to verify that you're there. And we've, had, we've done this with, with some big chains, and actually they were a little bit afraid that we were going to do this. They, th- they said, well, am not sure we want to do this. We said, well, we will tell you how to deal with this. You, you have a communication plan. This is what you need to say if they call, and this is how you handle it. And I felt much more comfortable, and it's worked. So you must have a branch communication plan. Coordinate. Now, we've gone through about data gathering, cleaning and communicating. You need to do this in a, in a concerted way. You can't just sort of randomly set up a, a link building, um, a, a, a li- local listening setup program. If you've got a large number of chains, I would strongly recommend breaking it down into easy chunks, because when you're looking at communicating, you might communicate to 100 branches, for example, to say this is going to happen this month. You start the program or the process, and then those calls will come within that month. If you start the communication program for, say, 500 branches, and you're not setting up the 500th branch for a couple or so months, by the time they get the calls, they will have forgotten and you'll actually find the stuff gets undone. Control. Um, unlike you know, certain sites like Google for example, you can actually control a lot of branches through one login. When you're dealing with the listing sites you've got multiple logins, so multiple logins per branch, per location, per listing site. So you need to keep control of that. They're not as contentious as losing control over your Twitter. It's just inconvenient if it comes to a time of actually wanting to change the information. You don't know where it is. So keep control of that. Try and have a process around branch changes, whether it's adding new branches or changing the details around that so there's a clear communication plan to whoever's dealing with it to make those changes in a a timely manner. And don't assume that it happens automatically, because it doesn't. And finally, telephone numbers. From a local point of view, name, address and phone number consistency is paramount. There is a tendency to actually try and introduce different numbers to measure different things and there was a very good presentation this morning around why you'd want to do that. It absolutely makes sense. But unless you're paying for the listing site specifically, and you don't need to pay for lots of these, unless you're paying for them, I would have one number across all the local listings and keep it standard. And in that way, you won't compromise your local search. And finally, continue. Uh, <laughs> if you don't maintain the sites they, they can actually sort of fall out of favour. Um, you've got to tell the sites that you're alive. Okay? Some of these sites have a lot of traffic in their own right and they need to know that you're actually current and correct. If they don't think there's any activity from you on the account they'll tend to drop you down and sometimes either delete you or revoke your login details. So it's worth just going in and pinging them. There's no value from our point of view in changing the content continuously, um, but there is value in in going in periodically and and actually reviewing them. So thoughts for the day from me are, are you in control of your local brand presence? And are your branches a search asset? If you have a lot of branches that you can tap into, it's a great way of extending your footprint. Thank you very much.
1: If you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three two five six one five Oh, if you're inside the UK, it's oh one two seven three two five six one five Oh, and you can leave a voice comment or question. and We'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself. Well, that's it for now. Andy White signing off until next week on Internet Marketing.